lunaticmania.com. Quick Rants, episode 19. Join us or die. If I'm going to salvage any credibility as a moderate, I better stop bashing the right in every rant. Although, to be fair, 45 and his historically low approval rating have made that rather easy. However, today is not about the president or the evils of the far right. It is about the evils of the far left and their borderline fascist thought policing. Let me start by saying, this one was hard. Not hard because it involves criticizing the left, which I do generally believe is working towards admirable goals in American society. No, this one was tough because I'm defending the right of Milo Yiannopoulos to speak, which makes me feel evil at some level because, let's face it, the man said sex between a 13-year-old and a man or woman could be consensual and a positive experience. So let's start version 3.0 of this rant by saying, Milo is spreading a divisive message of alt-right nationalism. He is anti-feminist, he is anti-Islam, and he is standing in the way of positive, progressive social change. I find little of value in his speeches, and I find his opinions on sexually assaulted children horrifying. All this said, he has the right to speak, and society cannot silence him because his views are not considered correct thought. It is one of the great ironies that the far left, the party that championed free speech and is constantly telling Americans to be wary of the next fascist Republican dictator in waiting, consistently attempts to silence anyone with an ideology they disapprove of, either through coordinated media attacks to take away their platform, or in the case of Milo Yiannopoulos, by attempting to physically bar him from speaking. The latter happened recently at Berkeley. Yes, that Berkeley the one synonymous with the free speech movement from the 1960s, when students rioted and protested because a man was going to speak on campus and say things they did not agree with. This is what the left has become. They have established an acceptable range of opinions, and anyone who does not share these opinions is labeled an agent of hate who must be ostracized from society and have his or her platform to influence society destroyed. Even if that person is a bona fide agent of hate, That is a wrong philosophy. I can think of nothing more un-American than the elimination of free speech. In a prior rant, I raged against 45 attempting to silence the media for publishing articles unfavorable to him. It is equally dangerous and unacceptable for the far left and the majority of the mainstream media it controls to attempt to destroy professionally and politically anyone who happens to espouse an opinion not on the approved thought list. To repeat, I don't agree with Milo Yiannopoulos politically, nor do I feel that Breitbart, the mouthpiece for the alt-right, is quality news, and I certainly don't believe that the white genocide that the alt-right fears is actually occurring or ever will occur. That said, Milo has a protected right to speak, Breitbart has a protected right to publish, and if people want to listen to Milo speak, or frequent Breitbart for shitty news, they have that right as well. Milo's right to speak and Breitbart's right to publish does not vanish because the left is upset by what they are saying. 
I ask, is the progressive position in this country so weak that it cannot withstand the open discussion of competing ideas? Are the ideas that all cultures, religions, and orientations are of value and everyone should be able to practice theirs openly and without recrimination so fragile that people who oppose those views must be denied the right to speak publicly about them? There were riots on the campus of Berkeley because someone was going to speak in public and say things that people did not agree with. I'm going to slow this one down again and say it one more time. There were riots in America because a man was going to speak in public at a college and say things people did not agree with. What the fuck are we coming to? What the fuck are we doing to ourselves? Big Brother didn't have to take away our right to free speech. We are doing it to ourselves as a society. See, here's the tricky thing about free speech. Everyone is protected by it. The First Amendment doesn't guarantee the right of free expression of approved ideas or enlightened ideas or the ideas that our founding fathers trumpeted. There is no list of acceptable thought. All speech, from the ravings of the most ignorant racist to the delusions of the most true-believing communist pacifist lazy fuck hippie you can find, are protected. Mostly. What speech isn't protected in America? Inciting riot, threatening speech, seditious speech, otherwise known as treasonous, false statements of fact, libel, slander, there's nothing that says your speech must be enlightened. Now I know, someone or many someones are yelling, Fuck off, Scott. That amendment says the government can't restrict your speech. There are consequences to what you say. Yep, you're 100% right. You've been brainwashed very, very well. The First Amendment does protect your right from free speech only from the government. And that is because the founders never dreamed that that right had to be protected from society itself. Although maybe they should have, what with all the tarring and feathering of loyalists during the revolution and Samuel Adams' continual and daily use of the Boston mob to drum up support for the revolution and crush all opposition. So maybe silencing the opposition is nothing new in this country and just a time-honored American tradition. Here's the crucial thing. Democracy only works if everyone has the right to state their opinion, and we discuss those opinions. If an individual openly espouses a horrible opinion that a true majority of people disagree with, then society has a way of coercing that person to adapt and change and conform to the societal norms. And it works because we are herd animals and we tend largely to conform to the norms of the environment around us. So then, who uses thought policing and why would you use thought policing to drive social change? You do it when your movement lacks a clear majority. And I'm not talking about a 51% majority. I'm talking about lacking a supermajority, like 75% or more. If you don't have that, your movement gains traction by thought policing. That is what the extreme left is doing right now. You either think correctly, in line with the left, or you are Hitler and need to be silenced so you don't encourage others to think like you or encourage them not to conform. Now again, to clarify, I am not in any way saying that we tolerate a racist and simply look the other way and dismiss it as, oh, that's just Jack, you know how he is. I'm also not saying that the LGBTQ community should compromise and not be who they are in public to not upset people who are uncomfortable with their lifestyle. Agitate for change. Be a social equality warrior 
continue to tell a racist, chauvinist, or homophobe that their views are antiquated. Don't associate with those people in your social circles. Attempt to change minds. But we still must allow them to express their opinion. Even if it's backwards, outdated, horrifying, and if it no longer represents the opinion of the majority of Americans. Remember that it was not that far back in time that many of today's progressive social agenda items, gender equality, racial and cultural equality, gay rights, these were minority views and unpopular opinions. And the reason that positive change occurred in these areas is because of a protected right to state an opinion, however popular or unpopular, without having your platform to state it removed. If we get to a point where we silence individuals who are agitating for social change that the majority does not concur with, then we are removing the best vehicle we have to make sure the voice of the minority is heard when it needs to be heard. Freedom of expression in all of its forms, whether it's press, speech, art, or religion, is the ultimate weapon of a free people. If we begin restricting it because we don't want the majority to be potentially influenced by a vocal minority, then we find ourselves without that weapon when it's truly needed. I get it. Why let them spread ignorance? Because by taking away their right to spread ignorance, you risk taking away the right to spread enlightenment when needed at a later time. Imagine America without free speech in the 50s and 60s. And now, try to imagine the amazing social change that occurred in the last three decades or four decades without that right. You can't. And whether or not we still need more social change to occur, no one can argue that the country hasn't taken great steps in the last 40 or 50 years in many areas. And you are right, progressives, that Milo Yiannopoulos will, will convert some people to the alt-right. And they will buy the bullshit that there is a white genocide going on or that whiteness and Christianity are somehow under attack. That is the risk of living in a democracy where everyone is allowed their say. That doesn't mean that you can silence people or set an approved list of topics to be discussed. If you are saying, yes, we can, and it's necessary, why? Why is it acceptable? Because the progressive left is trying to achieve an honorable end and the alt-right is preaching a message of hate and jingoistic nationalism? Aha, so it comes down to ends justify the means. Or maybe it's because the progressive left controls the media currently and has a slight majority in the American public? Oh, then it's a fucking might makes right argument, both of which are terrible ethical justifications to base your actions on. And ultimately, acting on both of those means will destroy your movement from the inside. Yes, if you let your ideological enemy speak, they will, will, 100% will convert people. If you let someone who is an agent of hate speak, they will, 100%, certainly will embolden others. Not may, will. This, again, is the price of living in a free democracy. In a free democracy, the ignorant have the same voice the enlightened do. If you are not okay with that, then come out and say it. Say, maybe this democracy thing is bad. Maybe this freedom thing is bad. And maybe we should live in a society that identifies offensive or unacceptable thought and by force of might, coerce conformity to determined acceptable societal norms. So I put it out there again. Is the progressive position so weak that it cannot withstand open debate? Is the progressive position so weak 
that you must intimidate by media pressure or actual violence anyone opposing it into silence. Is the progressive position so weak that it cannot carry the day simply by stating your position and letting the people decide? Because it almost seems like that's what the left is saying. Like they're saying, yes, it is that weak. It almost seems like the left is saying they can't win in a straight open discussion of ideas. That they can't convert enough of the nation to their way of thought. So they'll use mob mentality to shout down and silence anyone who opposes it. Living in a free society is risky. It means that change may take time and be very painful. It means that the air quotes wrong side may win. If you don't want to take that risk, then exercise your First Amendment right and say you want to eliminate or restructure the First Amendment. Don't claim to support free speech and then attempt to silence anyone who disagrees with you in the name of superior morality, even if you actually do have the superior morality. There is a growing segment of the far left who feel that anyone who does not think like them is an enemy that must be silenced. That is totalitarianism. Joseph Stalin approves. And if Stalin approves, you are probably wrong and should re-examine your position. The left is working towards great things in America. Comprehensive health care, true racial and gender equality, equal rights, and an end to persecution of the LGBTQ community. They're working towards reform of gun control laws so they actually make sense. And a foreign policy approach that involves actual negotiation and cooperation with our allies. Instead of saying, do what we fucking tell you because we're America and we can force you to fucking do it. These are great things. Spread that message. Talk about it openly. State clearly what you want to achieve and how you want to get there and why it's good for everyone. Instead of some vague bullshit like, I'm fighting hate or we're taking the government back. How are you taking the government back? What do you want the government to do? We want it to work for the people and not big Wall Street bankers. In what way? Hey, hey, Wall Street bankers, gotta go. Agent of the right here. What does that mean? Have an idea. Have a, have a game plan for what you want to tell a reporter when they put a microphone in your face instead of sounding like a babbling idiot saying, hey, hey, Wall Street bankers, gotta go. Again, what does that even mean? You have a great message. Organize. Clarify your thoughts. Preach that message. You don't need to resort to mob mentality. Once you've made your point, let the opposition make their point. Then the people will decide who has the right of it and who will carry the day. That is democracy. What the far left is practicing is akin to the brutal totalitarian thought policing of single-party states. Join us or die. That's not a movement I want to get behind any more than Trump's is. Because even if the ends are honorable, the mob mentality means used to achieve it will eventually corrupt the entire system. This has been a quick rant of Raving Lunatic Media production. Feel free to leave comments at our website, ravinglunaticmedia.com, or tweet at us at MediaRaving on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Fuck off, Scott. Fucking might makes right. I'm fighting hate. Join us or die. Raving Lunatic Media! Dot com.